You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, we'll be talking an awful lot about the blue and white scrimmage. My first chance to get to see the Thunder yesterday, Billy Donovan tipped his hand on who the starting five was. So if you haven't read anything about it and you haven't got the opportunity to see it or you didn't get the opportunity to see it yesterday, we'll fill you in on all that. We'll hear from Billy Donovan on Patrick Patterson, versus Jeremy Grant. Who does he feel like the best guy is to start at the four? We'll tell you about Dennis Schroeder and what he did yesterday and just how much fun he was to watch. We'll let Patrick Patterson talk about playing alongside Dennis Schroeder as opposed to Russell Westbrook and what the differences are, if there are any differences at playing alongside both of uh, those guys or either one of those guys. We'll hear about Billy Donovan, um, or we'll hear from Billy Donovan about Raymond Felton's role on this team, and I'll tell you how I thought Raymond Felton looked in yesterday's game. Plus, what about the young guys? There's several young guys that got an opportunity to play, so who made the biggest impression on me? And I'll also tell you why I think there might even be more firepower on this bench than I originally thought. So all that out of one scrimmage. How accurate it's going to be, I don't know. It remains to be seen because we got our first preseason game coming up on Wednesday night when the Thunder host the Detroit Pistons, who may in fact be in town already working at the Blake down in Norman. Yeah, I know. The kids call it the Griff, but I'm going to call it the Blake. And my name is Eric G, and I work for 1340 The Game. If this is the first time you're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, I do it right here in Oklahoma City. And um, let me see, I've covered the Thunder for five years now. Year six will start on the 16th. I'm a credential member of the media. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. Check out all our archive podcasts, plus video and audio from players and coaches. And we even have video from uh, all the post-game press conferences from yesterday's blue and white scrimmage. So you can check all that out at LockedOnThunder.com. So yesterday, friends and family of the OU Medical Center got an opportunity to come into the peak and watch the Thunder play a scrimmage. Members of the media were allowed to watch the scrimmage yesterday, and Billy Donovan showed us who was going to be his starting five. And it's going to be this. this I, I will be shocked if this is not the starting five when Oklahoma City takes on Golden State and then a couple of nights later when they play the Clippers. But... Dennis is going to start at the one. Terrence Ferguson was starting at the two. Now, granted, Alex Abrinas was hurt. He was suffering from back spasms, and he did not play yesterday. But I thought Terrence Ferguson did a pretty good job of going out there and handling that two-guard spot. Paul George will play your three. Patrick Patterson will be your four. And then, obviously, Steven Adams will play center. And real quick, just, just to further kind of complicate things, Billy Donovan stacked the white team with all the guys that are probably going to be playing for the Thunder this year. Jeremy Grant was on the blue. Uh, TLC was on the blue for a while. But for the most part, the blue team, which was coached by Maurice Cheeks, are all the guys that are going to be playing over at the Cox Convention Center this year. 
not the guys who will be playing at Chesapeake Energy Arena. That being said, I thought the starting five looked phenomenal. Dennis Schroeder has such a Schroeder has such a smooth game. Um, if you think about who to compare Dennis Schroeder to, is it you know it's it's not like Russ. Russ plays very violently. Think about some of your more fluid, smoother point guards. That's Dennis Schroeder. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to put some oddball comparisons here. Think about King Griffey Jr. when he swung, just how fluid that motion was. That's Dennis Schroeder when it, when it comes to playing basketball. And he looked dynamite yesterday. He was able to move the ball around. Honestly, if this was the Thunder starting five, it's a starting five that looked like it can compete. Not that I don't want Russell Westbrook back. It just looked like they were ready to go. Now, granted, you're only a week into training camp, and they are playing against guys, Sands, Jeremy Grant, who are going to be playing mostly in the G League, but they went out and did exactly what they were supposed to do. They dominated. There weren't a lot of mistakes. I didn't see any hesitation at all yesterday when there was an offensive rebound and the shot clock got reset to 14 at all. Uh, During either half, from either the guys that were going to play in the G League or the guys that will be in the NBA this year, everybody seemed to pick up on that rule pretty quick. There weren't any clear path fouls, but you didn't see just a, a ton of guys getting out there playing very intense either. It was just an, a nice fluid scrimmage for guys to get an opportunity to play in game situations, running clock in the fourth quarter, score reset at the end of every quarter. But as far as that starting five goes and who might start at four, and there is some suggestion that it'll be Pat on certain nights and Jeremy on certain nights, depending on who the Thunder are playing. Billy Donovan spoke about that after yesterday's blue and white scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of different things. I mean, I brought Jeremy back over there. We had New Orleans back over there. I wanted to play New Orleans and Steve. The, the, to be honest with you, one of the things that the problem was is like Jeremy has been pretty consistently at the four spot for us in training camp. And New Orleans and Stephen have been at the five. So it was more of a way of staggering it. And, um, you know, having Patrick there and having him be able to play with Stephen and New Orleans and also try to see what Stephen and New Orleans look like a little bit. Uh, not that we've practiced that a lot because Merlins has been out with his foot for a couple practices, but having those two guys play together I thought was important. And then, you know, we brought Jeremy back over and we played Jeremy and Patrick together. So, you know, again, it, it's first week. We're going to look at a lot of different things. Um, you know, I put Diallo over there with that first group because we wanted to see what he looked like playing alongside of Paul with his athleticism. So we got a chance to look at a lot of different things. I played Dennis and, and, uh, and, and Raymond together some. Um, you know, again, it, I, those very, very small sample sizes, but at least it's some things we can look at. Conventionally, you're looking at Pat. Conventionally, you look at Pat and say, well, if you look at that starting lineup, Patrick shooting could really make a difference there. Is that one of those things that you have to weigh is just the, the way he stretches the floor? Yeah, and how everything fits together, but he d- certainly does stretch the floor very, very well. Um, Patrick's a smart player. Um, I think, like I said, coming off of last year, where he didn't have a chance to have a training camp under him. I think that he's in a much, much better place now than he was a year ago. But it's early. I mean, we, this is basic. We're not, we're not even a week into training camp, you know, and you want to be able to give all these guys opportunities to compete and play. And then you want to be able to look at guys competing and playing with different guys just to kind of go from there. But I would say, you know what, Jeremy and Patrick, for me, both guys are very, very important to our team. We need both guys. I know people want to talk about who's starting, who's not starting, but the reality is both those guys are important for us. How impressive is with that being a fluid situation all year long? 
along as far as starting either Jeremy or Pat, depending on who you, who you guys are playing in any particular night? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that because of those guys as people. You know, they're, they're about winning their team guys. Um, so, again, the starting piece of it is, to me, is not that big of a deal. I get it's a big deal to players or fans or people, but it's really not that big of a deal because after the first six or seven minutes of the quarter is over with, they're going to be subbed out of the game anyway. So what we're talking about is who's playing the first six minutes versus who's playing the next. And to me, it's not that big of a deal. But you want to certainly start games well. You want to get off to good starts. You want to be a good starting team. And that's where you have to at least evaluate, okay, how do these guys gel and mesh with each other? What are the best combinations of players to put out there? Uh, but I, like I said, both those guys are going to be important to us. And that's something I've always agreed with Billy Donovan on. It's not about whether or not you come out in that starting lineup and get introduced. It's about... Who is getting the bulk of the minutes? That almost weighs who the more valuable player is to the team. If you're starting to look at your contract, or you're starting to look at where you fit in, the guy who's on the floor more, and especially the guy who's on the floor at crucial times late in the game, that's the guy that is definitely more valued by the organization. So just saying me, if I was in the NBA, that would be more important to me. Still, I have been told by guys who have played in the association that getting your name called in that starting lineup means a hell of a lot. And there's something about being able to say you're a starter as opposed to being a bench player that still has some sort of stigma. I don't get it. I think Billy Donovan hit the nail on the head, but I also think when Billy Donovan says stuff like that, He's trying to convince the guy who's not starting, and he's trying to convince us to an extent that it doesn't matter. Not that there's not some truth in there, but you're also having to deal with a lot of ego, and yeah, fans eat that up as well, too. Speaking of Patrick Patterson and Dennis Schroeder, these guys played an awful lot of minutes yesterday, and I I had heard about Patrick Patterson losing weight. I had seen pictures, but to see him in person is completely different. This guy looks like a physical specimen, and he looks like he's ready to play about 40 minutes a night. Probably not going to get that many minutes a night, but that's how good a shape Patrick Patterson looks in right now. And Billy Donovan right here talks about the plan to play both Dennis and Patrick an awful lot of minutes and discussing it with the training team. Well, you know, just talking to our medical staff, talking to the players, those guys were fine playing, you know, so like it was basically, I mean, the last quarter was, was running time, so I kind of got them off, played Dennis a little bit, but those guys all wanted to play and uh, medical staff and just all their loads and all the things that we do to protect them and ensure their safety as best we can in those situations was like, listen, that they're, they're ready to go and play and so... No, I mean, I, I was happy those guys got the opportunity to push and play. And obviously, I'm communicating with them, but, you know, it was good that they got a chance to, to, to play as much as they did. I feel like I asked that because just looking at Pat, I know it's a scrimmage setting, but he didn't look particularly tired just from, from my vantage point. I mean, what did you think about Pat in terms of his physical condition and his, his stamina? Well, I think, you know, in, in, in fairness to him, last year he's coming in and he misses the entire training camp and he really can't do anything. He had a very, very difficult summer. I think the one thing I've noticed when he came back is he's done a terrific job with his body. He physically looks strong. I think he's gotten himself prepared for training camp just based on what happened last year. So, you know, he came in here ready, in, in my opinion. Um, 
like anything else, you, you're always going to get in better shape, have better stamina and conditioning. But he's done a good job. And I, to your point, didn't feel like, you know, geez, this guy's really struggling and laboring and we got to get him off the floor at all. He did a really good job today. There's a certain air of stability about this team that I haven't felt in a couple of years. And that's odd to say. I mean, when, when I say it out loud, it still feels really odd to say because you've still got guys that you're trying to plug and play and figure out exactly where, just where everybody is supposed to go. But... Maybe it's because Patrick Patterson's coming back with a renewed sense of self, being in shape, not being hurt, having had time to work out. Maybe it's because Paul George came back and and settled everyone down so you didn't have that upheaval. Steven Adams is back for another year. Russ is coming back. Dre's coming. I mean, all these guys who have been around for a while are coming back, and the ones that haven't been around for a while can feed off what everybody else is doing. I just I, I feel like you've got a more cohesive thunder than what you've had in the last two seasons, ever since Kevin left and then trying to bring in Carmelo Anthony at the last minute last year. Now you've got a, a team here that, that certainly looks like they're ready to compete and play at a higher level than what they did last year, if for no other reason, it's just being together a little bit longer. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, what is Raymond Felton's future with this team? We'll let Billy Donovan tell you and why we may in fact have more firepower on this team than, well, maybe I originally thought. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked On Sooners is part of the Locked On Podcast Network as well, and we have published an episode of that. Published it yesterday, and we'll have another episode tomorrow, and you can get that on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, and Apple iTunes. And be sure to rate us five stars on Apple iTunes. And all week long, we'll be hating on Texas on the Locked On Sooners podcast. And since Kevin Durant played for Texas, well, we're probably going to say something derogatory about him. I can guarantee we'll say something derogatory about Kevin Durant on the Locked On Sooners podcast. It's just going to happen. And it'll probably happen here just because we, we have to do it. It's mandatory, right? Okay, you get that. Yesterday, blue and white scrimmage. A um, lot of positives from yesterday. We've already talked about how good Patrick Patterson looked in the starting role if, in fact, he's going to start at the four. Jeremy Grant looked good, too. Um, Hamadou Diallo looked great, if I didn't mention him. Made a couple of athletic plays and a really athletic dunk. I thought Terrence Ferguson fit in well with the starting five. Um, Firepower off the bench. I honestly believe there is more firepower coming off this bench than I thought, especially if TLC, Timothy Luwak-Habaro, can contribute. He looked really good when he got the opportunity to not play with the majority of the team that majority of guys were G League, that was the blue team, and move over to the white, his game improved greatly. And you just have to know, I mean, when you've got guys that can sit you up like Dennis Schroeder and to a lesser extent Raymond Felton, then you're going to have the opportunity to score more. So he looks like he can come off the bench and score. And if I'm Alex Abridas, I'm actually worried about what my role is on this team. You worked your way into the doghouse. 
Terrence Ferguson's getting to start now where you got your opportunities to start last year when guys were hurt. And now you've got a guy that the Thunder just traded for who's looking like he might be a player. Diallo looks like he might be a player as well. I think these guys may be more stacked than what I had originally thought from a starting... There's more depth depth there on the Thunder than when I first looked at the roster and thought, all right, well, you're going to need to make moves here. Maybe Sam Presley won't have to go out and make a move of desperation towards the trading deadline if these guys can play up to what it looked like their capability was yesterday. But then again, it's one scrimmage. You're playing against G League guys. So how much do I really need to put into that? One thing I can say for certain, though, is that Raymond Felton did not look good. And I don't know what Raymond Felton's numbers are, but he looked like he gained a little weight, which was disappointing because I he came in here last year having lost some weight or at least looking like he lost some weight. He was the most consistent player off the bench. And I realized that his role is going to change. And yesterday during the game, you had him playing mainly the two when Raymond Felton and uh, Dennis Schroeder were on the floor at the same time. Sometimes they switched to who ran the offense, but just looking at Raymond Felton, this is a guy that's going to struggle to get minutes. Now, Eric Horn and I talked before the game. Eric believes that Raymond Felton can come play some very meaningful minutes for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I hope Eric is right. Because there's nobody on this team I like more than Raymond Felton. That's probably why yesterday upset me so much, is I didn't think he moved all that well. When he was out on the two, it seemed like he was very easy to guard. And I'm just not certain without him running the offense just how effective he's going to be. But when you've got a guy like Schroeder who can play at the level that he can, backing up Russ, he's a guy that you're going to want to come in. I mean, you, you think about Reggie Jackson... This guy's better than Reggie Jackson. And he just seems to fit in with this team better than Reggie ever did. Um, With all that being said, I had to go ask Billy about Raymond Felton. I'd been wanting to hear this ask all preseason long. Finally got the opportunity to ask it yesterday. Here's Billy Donovan on Raymond Felton's future. I think Raymond's going to be an important component to our team. You know, obviously Russell's out at this point in time. You know, hopefully he's back soon, but... You know, Raymond's going to need to come in and step in and play. And Raymond's got a a great voice. He's a great leader. Um, You know, he understands what goes into winning. I think he's a, I think Raymond's a great competitor and a great winner. Um, So his his role is going to be very, very valuable to our team. And whatever it is, you know, Russell coming back, Russell being out, Dennis being here, we're going to need Raymond. He's important to us. If he's important, it didn't look like it yesterday. It looked like a guy that you were throwing out there because Russell Westbrook wasn't there. And I want to get on this real quick. Since I mentioned Russell Westbrook, I'm going to be able to go a different direction now in the third segment. But Russell Westbrook was an integral part of the scrimmage yesterday, even though he wasn't playing. He was coaching the guys on the blue, talking to the G League guys. He was interacting with his teammates. I didn't see Andre Robertson there yesterday, but that doesn't mean anything. It very well easily just could have been that I missed him. But I didn't see Dre out there, but I did see Russ being as active as he possibly could. No running around. He was out there for warm-ups, not really going through warm-ups, but at least having some fun with the guys. And I, I think that's real important as far as staying engaged because when you get hurt, you can get really distant from your teammates in a hurry 
Russell Westbrook's not letting that happen. And here is Billy Donovan on Russell Westbrook being involved in yesterday's blue and white scrimmage. Well, I think it's important that, you know, Russell's leading those guys and trying to help those guys because we, we all need each other to improve. You know, it's, you know, if, if, if the white team is in a, comp- a situation where they're not being pushed and challenged, it's not good for them. And if the blue team's not being pushed and challenged, it's not good for them. So, uh, you, you, want, you want to be able to have an environment in a place where guys are competing at a really, really significantly high level because that's the greatest opportunity to get better. It's Billy Donovan on Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russ is just a guy that, I, for, for all the talk about Russ being a bad teammate, and we, we discuss that a lot here on this podcast, I really wish Russ's critics could could have been out there yesterday just to see what he was doing, how much he wanted to be a part of of this team, how much he feels like it is his responsibility to make sure that younger players get better. For everyone that says all Russell Westbrook cares about numbers, you didn't see that yesterday. You saw a guy that cared about his teammates being able to improve their game. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I found something really new and really cool that I want to tell you about. It's called VividSeats.com. And I don't have to go to the web to go to VividSeats.com. I can just go to the phone because I downloaded the app. And come Christmas time, hopefully my oldest son is not listening to this, I'm going to get my oldest son tickets to go see Metallica because they're coming to Tulsa in January. If you would like to go to that show, if you would like to go to the Thunder's preseason game with Detroit, which is just a couple of days away. If you want to go to any one of the 41 home games, or you even want to go see the Thunder on the road, you want to make that trip to Dallas or Houston or up to Memphis this year, you can do it with VividSeats.com. It is an online ticket marketplace, and all Vivid Seats orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. And since you are a new customer and you haven't had an opportunity to buy from Vivid Seats, They'll give you $20 off your first order of $200 or more just by using the code Locked On. That's right, Locked On. For new customers, you can get $20 off orders of $200 or more. It's not just sports, and it's not just concerts. It's all sorts of live sporting events that are in and around your city. And if you want to take a trip, you don't want to just stay in Oklahoma City to go see a concert, or maybe there's something you've wanted to see, there's some special event you've always wanted to take your wife to, you can get those tickets at VividSeats.com. And I highly recommend downloading the app because once you click on it, you can just scroll through and they've got pictures of all the events coming up. So whether it's Robert Plant or Metallica or it's Thunder Basketball or OU Football or OSU Football, it's all right there at VividSeats.com. Coming up next, Patrick Patterson talks about what it's like to play alongside Dennis Schroeder. Thank you for joining us today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Sooners is published as well. We do a Sunday episode, and then we follow that up on Tuesday. That episode also brought to you by the good folks at Vivid Seats. The other thing I want to say about Vivid that is so cool, 
they really cut out all the hassle. <laughs> this is a really great, this is a really, really great way to buy tickets. So please log on to VividSeats.com or download the app and get your tickets to go see the Thunder or OU. And speaking of Locked On Sooners, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Google, Spotify, Alexa, Apple iTunes, and Locked On Sports are all the places to get it. Listen to that as we uh, start to grow that podcast as well. Dennis Schroeder looks like Dennis Schroeder had such a seamless fit yesterday. God, and I, I don't want to get overhyped. I just do not want to get overhyped about what I saw yesterday. But Schroeder fit in so seamlessly with the Thunder. Everything seemed to flow. He knew where to find Paul George. knew where to find Patrick Patterson. He was sitting guys up. He was driving and... Um, for a guy that for a guy that makes it look that easy, you could also tell that he was doing work. Um, and while Russ's game is a game that's explosive and it looks like Russ is working hard every single night, Schroeder doesn't look like he works that hard, but you can tell that there's a lot that goes into his game. And these guys respect him. He respects the team. He seems happy to be here, which is a huge blessing. For the Oklahoma City Thunder because you're not going to have the same issues out of Dennis Schroeder as you did Reggie Jackson and you're probably going to get a guy who's just a flat out better player than Reggie Jackson and makes a lot of people happy. I don't want to get your hopes up too high as we get into the season but I'm starting to feel a lot better about this team the more I get an opportunity to see them play and see them grow and Wednesday night Wednesday night will be good for all of us to just to see how these guys interact. But as far as the differences between Dennis and Russ goes, here's Patrick Patterson on playing alongside Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook. I thought it was a good start. You know, all the work that we put in throughout training camp, coming out here and being able to really get up and down for almost a real game and have that type of uh, real game speed whether it was off misses, off makes, talking on defense, moving our feet, guarding our yard, guarding our man, and help side defense. I thought we did a great job of you know pushing the pace. I thought the guys did a great job and bounding the ball, pushing in transition, getting across the half-court line in like two to three seconds, not necessarily having to call plays every single time, just flowing into something, just um, playing off the guard every single time down and uh, trying to find the open man, trying to find PG on offense. I thought the Blue did a great job of competing and playing hard and challenging us. And I thought all of us did a great job as far as carrying out the game plan offensively and defensively. So it, it's a good start. It's a, it's a good uh, point to build off of and uh, get better. Obviously, this is this, your white team's a little bit stacked, but what we saw to Dennis just in terms of comfort and command to pick a role, is that mm -hmm. what you've been seeing in camp? Yeah, all camp. You know, his craftiness, his ability to. You know, getting to the paint off the pick and roll, his ability to find Steven or Jeremy or myself on a roll or a pick and pop, his ability to get by his man and, you know, the little scoop under the hand for a layup, uh, situations where you think, you know, he doesn't have any room to maneuver. Somehow he gets there. You know, he's very crafty. He's very very skilled, very quick. And uh, he's able to, you know, maneuver in the pick and roll quite well. And he was pretty much doing that all camp. And I think it showed a little bit tonight. Do you have to be a little bit more prepared or on guard with Dennis on the Dennis' style seems to be a little more organizational than Um, I, I think they're they're similar in, in the ways that they love to push the pace. Um, they love to find opportunities for other teammates. Uh, they're very crafty. They're very skillful. They're very um, agile in the pick and roll. They're able to get to the basket and create opportunities not only for themselves but for us. So playing with Dennis is pretty much the same as playing with Russ. You know, they find their opportunities with their jump shots in the pick and roll. If the defense backs off. 
uh, coming down to transition, looking for opportunities. So it's pretty much playing with the same guy. If the Oklahoma City Thunder get off to a fast start this year, even with Dennis Schroeder playing point guard as opposed to Russell Westbrook, and you don't see what you did last year, that, that, that period of adjustment where guys were, were getting used to playing with each other, know this. And one thing that was very noticeable about that scrimmage yesterday is that they are playing faster. It's just something that they have preached for the last few months, and it's something that Billy Donovan's wanting to do. Billy Donovan is, it, it feels like now that Billy Donovan finally has a crack at getting this team to play exactly the way that he wants them to play versus having to necessarily adjust his style to the players. He can finally make them adjust to him. But it was a much more alert team yesterday, and you didn't, I, there were mistakes made. But there weren't they weren't such grandiose mistakes that you were thinking, man, that could be a problem all year long. No, everything that happened is something that's easily fixable. But before I get too excited, let's see what happens on Wednesday. And if we see a good performance on Wednesday, when we come back and we talk about it on Thursday, actually what I'm going to try and do is pot on Wednesday night after, after the game with Detroit. So you'll get my instant reaction from there. But once we see them... Throughout this preseason, we're obviously going to have a better idea, but for right now, just for one scrimmage and just wanting to see how these guys operated on the floor, all things look good for the exception of maybe Raymond Felton, which um, maybe he's struggling with the idea of Dennis Schroeder being here, but but I'm really hoping Raymond gets an opportunity to, to turn things around. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will be back tomorrow. And it's obvious we're going to have more audio from Billy and everybody because training camp's here. There'll be another day of training camp tomorrow, so we'll get an opportunity to hear from everybody who's key on the Oklahoma City Thunder. But, guys, it's uh, it's almost here. So we'll get you ready for that game with Detroit, and uh, we'll continue to talk about things that the Thunder have to do in order to not get off to such a, a slow or an awkward start. So that's where we're going to go yet tomorrow. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.